Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. And yes, don't adjust your sets. You are seeing someone different here. To my left, your right, joining me tonight. He's got one letter different than my real name. I'm not sure how that, what universe that happened in, but it's <laughs> it's it's happening, folks. We've got Jason Hafner. What is up, brother? How you doing? Welcome. Hey, Jay Bone. Thanks for having me on, man. It's going to be a lot of fun talking some uh, AEW Dynamite. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. What an absolutely insane show this was so uh so before yeah. we dive before we dive into this i want you to tell my audience you know a, a little about yourself who you are what you used to do before because you used to do some youtube stuff like impact mm -hmm. related stuff so tell my audience what you used to do and, and they might know you that's <laughs> very true uh well i'm uh, currently living in the st louis uh, Missouri region. I live just outside the city. Um, uh, I'm a chef, as you can see from my Twitter handle there. Um, I'm a food service director at a local chiropractic university. And then, like Jay Bone said, I uh, did have a YouTube channel called the Anthem of Impact Wrestling Show. Um, this guy knows who you are, apparently. He says, I have an anthem in my head. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm sure I think, you know, the whole Impact Wrestling uh, fandom really kind of sticks together, especially on YouTube. Uh, so I think we've all kind of shared a lot of the different uh, same viewers. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, kind of heading itch. I know Jay Bone uh, lost a co-host. So uh, um, maybe I jump on here and give it a shot. There you go. It looks like your connection is is a, a little off. You might have to adjust something, but we'll it's a little bit still. Yeah, a little. Yeah, but we'll we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We'll see how it goes. Um, All righty. So um, overall, before we before we uh, rip this one apart, as the uh, the ladies did in that uh, main event, my God, um, your overall thoughts of this uh, this episode. You know, uh, going into this episode, since it was a taped week, um, I would say the last four or five taped weeks were not necessarily bad shows, but they were definitely shows that were just kind of like, hey, we had to do another show, so we're not doing a live every week. And it has a certain kind of tone to it. Like, you can really tell it's a taped show. Um, yeah. So I had low expectations for this one. But this, this was actually really, really good. I mean, this was every match I kept – writing down a note saying man this was really good man this was really good and usually on the tape shows i'm not saying that quite as often there might be one but uh there definitely aren't the whole card yeah yeah definitely yeah and this I, one thing i did know uh notice i should say uh this was i mean this is really setting up the next several weeks and months of tv on this show where we, we've got whole new yeah. factions we've got new rivalries there's other stuff getting built kind of under the seams that you can tell things are happening but it's 
it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell immediately where it's going, and we'll get into that. Um, this was very heel heavy, you know, and, and those those shows sometimes are a little harder to watch. But I yeah. really, I really loved this one. Absolutely did. Um, so, all right, so let's dive into this St. Patty's Day Slam Season Three Episode Eleven. This one goes to eleven. So, um, oh, one quick question: You said you're a chef. Where are you a chef? Yeah. So I'm a food service director at uh, Logan University. It's a chiropractic school. So I, I'm in charge of oh. all the caterings, the daily lunches, breakfasts, all that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's you're taking care of a lot of people then. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not right now. Not right now, but, you know. Uh, well, yeah. Usually. It's not. <laughs> usually, yes. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. with the way with the way things are right now. Yeah. So, well, hopefully we can get back to that sooner than later. Right. You can yeah, uh, very true. Very true. put your mat, your own magic in the kitchen to work, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. All right. So the first thing we see here and this, this, it was pretty epic to see. I got to say, uh, MJF, and what we don't know yet, what his the name of his group is, but we uh, he's flanked by uh, Tully, uh, Sean Spears, FTR, and Wardlow, all wearing suits, and they got shades on, and they're just it's one of those things where the camera was like down panning up at them, and it just man, it was it was really shot well like wow what are these guys gonna do next and it had number one tully's with them so it had an old school feel to it because what what's the first thing you think of when you see like tully in a suit with these guys what, what what's the first thing you think of jason Uh oh, did I lose you? I think I lost him. He's frozen. Oh boy. The storms might be worse in St. Louis than we think. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll try to get him back. We're going to continue. Um, so, the, the first thing I think of, the first thing I think of is. Um, uh, I think of classic four horsemen. They're all coming out of, you know, the plane or the limo at, uh, you know, said event and then walking into the arena. And then, um, all right, we'll bring him back in. Hang on one second. All right. There he is. Take oh, two. <laughs> oh, man. Getting up to a great start. It's okay, man. It's okay. We'll, we'll get through it. We'll uh -oh. get through it. Um, 
So I was going to say, what what do you think of when you see like Tully and these guys? What, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Well, I was a little worried about whenever some of the rumors were coming up about this group that we all probably thought were going to be led by Cody Rhodes instead. But uh, because I felt like trying to force the four horsemen on a TNT show um, was going to, it, it was going to feel that way forced. This comes off perfectly natural. These guys look great together. You know, whenever we hear the promos later, it really solidifies exactly what this group is and they pull it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come off the plane. No words are said. They're just standing there mm-hmm. looking looking slick, looking old school oh, yeah. slick. They get in the limo, and that's that's our introduction to this new group in this episode. Um, we start out here hot with Pentagon versus Cody Rhodes. I don't know about you, but I want to see this match again. Maybe yes. when Maybe when Cody Rhodes is a little better. Because, I mean, they told a good story in the ring, you know, because Cody's all banged up and he's a, he's a machine. He just keeps yeah. going. He doesn't know when to quit. He doesn't have that thing in his head. Um, what did you think of Pentagon versus Cody? Mm-hmm. thought the match was great. It's a good way to kick off two very well-known names uh, that you're getting in right off of the previous episode. People are seeing those names. Uh, wrestle and it, and really, it's a match I never thought of. Whenever you think of uh, matches you've never seen before, and yeah. as far as I know, I've never seen a Penta Cody, at least not one on one like this. I could be totally wrong, but uh, which I'm sure people in the comments will let us know. But <laughs> um, it, 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 yeah, definitely, I wanted more by the end of this match because right now it feels like they're selling Cody as being this beat up, battered guy. And it could be a storyline that they're going with to kind of write him off whenever Brandy has uh, the baby and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And it's, and that's something that Pentagon did touch on last week. And that was, that, that really was a sensitive nerve for, for Cody. Cause you know, it's like, you know, you start talking about Brandy and man, they, that, <laughs> That triggers that last nerve of Cody's. <laughs> so, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, I can't bring can't bring wives into this. <laughs> no, especially when they're when they can't be there. You know, it's one mm-hmm. thing if Brandy is there because Brandy's Brandy's one tough woman. You know, oh, yeah. she, she is the wife that you want to have. If you're doing what Cody's doing week in and week out, Brandy is the woman you want in your corner. You know, she will defend oh, yeah. her man, you know, and that's, Hey, every husband wants that, right? You know, they they just want a woman in their corner to defend of them. Of course, of course. Stand just like the song stand by your man. Oh, that's that probably way off key, but you know what I mean? But <laughs> Ah, it's karaoke night on Smash This Podcast. Um, so, so Cody squeaks out a win here, and I was—I I love Cody. Don't get me wrong, but I love me some Pentagon, and uh, I was really rooting for Pentagon here. But I've—I've uh, I've said this once. I've said this a million times about about uh, Pentagon. Man, he's a—he's a hot dog. You know, he's out there and he's showing off and he's, 
he's doing his little, his doing his glove stuff and his little, you know, this and a little that. And um, he's, he's, uh, he's a showboat. And I, and it, it seems to always get him in trouble. And it, it got him in trouble here again. He hesitated, and that's why he lost this match. Cody Rhodes ends up um, um, rolling him up and uh, pulls one out. And um, what you uh, what you think of the finish here with uh, his uh, his um, what is it the uh, Nightmare Family coming out? Oh, geez, did we lose him again? <laughs> and Mrs. J-Bone is in here. All right. All right, we're going to – oh, man. Yeah, it's a rough rough start for, for Jason tonight. <laughs> All right, we'll get him back, um, hopefully. All right, we'll see. All right, so um, then – the gun club uh, and and Dustin rescue Cody because Pentagon is just beating him down. And uh and they, you know, they they come out there because he's uh he's a beaten guy. He can't defend himself because Pentagon's a hundred percent at this point. And uh so the Pentagon takes off, he's showing off, he's doing his whole, you know. Cero, mero, you know, with you know, standing by all the the lady heels at ringside, and uh, QT uh, Marshall comes out. He's like, "Hey guys, is he? Oh, is he okay? Is is Cody all right?" Is and they're like, "Yeah, where 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 the hell were you? Where were you? You know, we're out here. We're we're treating our fallen warrior here, and where the hell were you?" And uh. So, <laughs> Tracy Haveris, Mrs. J Bone. For those of you who don't know, what am I saying? I'm saying it's great to have a strong woman standing behind you, as I do. I have a tremendous woman standing behind me, not currently at the moment, but you know, always supporting me with what I'm doing. So. All right, so uh, Jason's not going to make it back. Uh, he's going to try to fix his uh, connection stuff, and we're we'll try it again next week. Okay, we'll try it again next week. Uh, Jason seems like a uh, a well-rounded guy, um, and uh, hey, and if this might get him back into the mix, doing his um, YouTube channel again. So um, hey, we'll see. We'll see, right? So, uh, but but so far, uh, a bumpy start, but a, a nice guy, nice guy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo poo him just because he. Uh... <clears throat> Excuse me, he had a he had a bad connection. <clears throat> Ooh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, too much pizza. All right, here we go. We continue. All right, now this next part. This is very interesting. 
The Young Bucks are out there starting an interview, and Don Callis walks in. Don Callis walks in, and I think seeds are being planted here for something. And I don't know what, but let's discuss this. So Don comes out, and he's like, you know, you guys just just aren't elite anymore. Like Kenny, he's he's elite. If anyone's elite in this company, it's him. And you guys just are not elite anymore. Where are the young bucks of old? Where are the young bucks that I came to love back in the day of the New Japan Young Bucks? Where are those guys? And um and they're just—they don't have an answer for them. They're just standing there. It's—it's—they they almost have the same look on their face that Rich did last night. It's very interesting, very interesting. Um, so yeah, he's like, you know, where are those New Japan young bucks? And um, and he's like, uh, it's like when you look in the mirror, you know, who who do you see? Because he's like, because I don't see those young bucks anymore. So I don't know what this is setting up, but obviously he's trying to drive them further away from Kenny, the good brothers, everything, you know, out of the whole bullet club, biz cliz, whatever you want to call this inception of what's going on with Kenny and the good brothers. Um, Um, Zach Bonifer says, good brothers coming for them. RK says, good brothers, AEW tag team champs. Um, I could see this happening either on, it could happen a few different places. This could take place on dynamite. We could see the Good Brothers versus Young Bucks. I mean, that's this is this is a big match. So I don't know if you want to put this one on TV or if you want to save this one for a big event. Say, uh, I think Double or Nothing is too far away, in my opinion, because that's way off in, what they say, end of May or whenever it is. Um, maybe Rebellion? Could we possibly see Young Bucks versus Good Brothers at Impact Wrestling's Rebellion? It'd be interesting because Good Brothers have been constantly coming in and tearing stuff up in AEW. Maybe it's time for the Young Bucks to beat the Good Brothers or try to beat the Young Brothers on their own territory and try to you know get them back. Yeah, April 24th. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right, so we continue. Uh, but we get we get a little part two of this a little later. Uh, we get Jade Cargill versus Danny Jordan. Now, this was quite the uh, squash. In fact, it was such a squash, and you guys know what I like to call these kind of matches. It wasn't a squash. It was a squish. She squish because it was so quick. It was squish. She she put three offensive moves on Danny and beat her. 
and then she got in uh, Red Velvet's face at ringside afterwards, and had to they had to get pulled apart from each other. Oh, Crino, critical sting. You are correct. Critical sting. You are correct. I pardon my senility. The Good Brothers. That's right. They do have Finn Juice at Rebellion. Hey. But who knows? Maybe, uh, well, who, who knows where it'll end up? Who knows? Um, it's it's got to happen, though, right? Is this, is this too big for TV, though, or is this something that Tony Khan wants to put on, on Wednesday Night Dynamite? I don't know. I don't know. Discuss it. Let's see. Yes, Eric, I did hear about Kylie Ray. I'm very happy about that. I have not heard any details, but I'm very happy that Kylie Ray is returning to wrestling. I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised. It's a long ways away. It's three months off, but we'll see. We'll see how it's we'll see how how it uh how how the rest of this uh you know spring pans out. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, Jade Cargill just destroys Danny. I tell you what, Jade Cargill, they're they're doing something very unique with Jade here. She's very uh, new to uh, wrestling, as far as I know. I don't think she's been wrestling long. I mean, I really don't know much about her. Uh, hey, thanks for the sub, play. Much appreciated. Um. Yeah, just a reminder, folks, um, you guys can smash that like button, smash that sub button, hit that sub. Cheer bits, all that lovely stuff. All right, we continue. Uh, MJF, Wardlow, Tully, FTR, and Sean Spears come out to another another version of MJF's music. This is like the third inception of his music, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think this is like this is this is primo for their group because it still represents him, but it's got a heavier, fresher uh, vibe to it. It gets it gets super heavy as you uh, keep listening to it. So um So Tully starts out this promo, and I don't know about you, but this is a lovely little reminder of how important it is to have these kind of guys on TV helping this younger next generation. It, um, it's, he, he's still got it. I mean, damn, he, Tully still got it, you know, and this is, this is going to sound like a cut on Ric Flair and it's not a cut on Ric Flair. Okay. It's a mere comparison because they have so much history together. Okay. So just bear with me. You hear a guy like Ric Flair out there and he's just, he's not the Ric Flair from say 20, 20 years ago, you know, because he was still killing it in WCW, in my opinion. 
in my opinion. Some people say, no, he was too far gone even then and still doing it. Um, but Tully grabbing the mic here and helping. I, I, I'm not. You can call him a manager, but he's more of a mentor, you know, because there's some very, very strong personalities in this group. Okay. Um, Tully's got it. And it just brings this old school vibe, bringing all these guys together. Because I'll be, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. When they all came out last week and they beat down the inner circle, I was not a hundred percent sold on. Oh, okay, so it's FTR and Sean Spears and Tully and Wardlow. Um. I wasn't, I wasn't sold on it. I was, it's just my first look at these, like, obviously some of these guys are together, but then I saw, I'm like, okay, these guys are with MJF now. Is this going to work? And as soon as they got off the plane, I was nodding my head. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. This is going to be epic. And and it's MJF wouldn't have reached what he wanted to had he stayed with Inner Circle. And that's not a cut on Inner Circle. That's not a cut on Chris Jericho. MJF said it in the promo. He's like, he's like six months. I had to stand behind Chris Jericho. But man, how, how good is, I mean, as, as much as you may hate MJF, how good is he? Seriously. I mean, he's guys, his age are not, are not. I repeat, supposed to be this good. It's almost sickening how good he is on the mic. And and if he annoys you, he's doing his job. I just I just put my notebook down and I'm like preach. I'm like this guy, this guy's this guy's something else. Um Yeah, Eric says he's like I hate MGF cuz he's a good heel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a prodigy. Exactly. You don't see a lot of guys like MJF this young out there being this good. There's one other guy in this company that's coming close. He's itching his way up there and that's Ricky Starks. He's damn good in the ring and he's damn good on the mic. So, but by all means, folks, give me your opinion on what you think of um, this group together? Are you are you are you are you sold on it being like like vibing together? Like, are you sold on this group coming out together? Like, oh, look at these guys! These guys are going to do some damage. Or are you not sold on this yet? There's no right or wrong answers. I'm just curious to hear some opinions out there. Um. 
Oh, yeah, Valet says I watched him with uh, in MLW with Holiday. I loved his stuff with Holiday and uh, Hammerstone. Yeah, that that was epic stuff. And honestly, and then uh, with the comeback of MLW, now I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Unfortunately, I, I hope they're doing good things, but uh, I'm just watching too much other good stuff. But but yeah, um, yeah, they're um, oh I can't remember what they were called in MLW. Um, but yeah, Hammerstone, MJF, and Holiday, damn good group. Yeah, they were they were money, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really curious. I mean, obviously, this is going to lead to some huge. This this has got to lead to some huge like war games, um, uh, type match between these guys. Dynasty, thank you, thank you, guys. Yes. Yes, it was a they uh they were a dynasty, right? Uh <laughs> not quite, but <laughs> they <laughs> they thought they were. Um uh, let's see where we're going here. So yeah, yeah, MJF Tully cutting tremendous promos here and just um I'm 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 a believer. You know, it's uh, I, I wasn't last week. This week, I am. I am absolutely. Uh, next, we got uh, Matt Hardy with the Butcher and the Blade, and Private Party. Those five versus Jurassic Express. So you got Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt, along with uh, Bear Country. Now, I'm I haven't seen a lot of Bear Country. I know they've been on dark a lot but i i don't want to i don't watch a lot of dark i know i i saw a clip in recent weeks where bear country was doing something and then they got attacked by the butcher and the blade so if you're wondering where this whole thing comes in that's where this comes in that's why um uh, Bear Country is in this match because they've got beef with the Butcher and the Blade. So, and, uh, but I, you know, it's uh, <laughs> Jurassic Express and Bear Country are not getting along in this match because there were just uh, a few accidental uh, bumps being taken, you know, Bear Country trying to do their thing. And, um, yeah, you know, Jungle Boy got, uh, you know, he got some boots in his face when, um, uh, I'm not familiar with the guy's names. My, 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 uh, my apologies. I think one of the guy's names is Boulder or something. I don't know. So some interesting big guys, this bear, those bear country guys, uh, they were spinning someone around and Jungle Boy took a dive, um, Things started to break down fairly early, but but Matt Hardy is the glue holding Private Party and Butcher and a Blade together. Bear Boulder and Bear Bronson. Okay, all right, gotcha. Thank you. Um, <coughs> Mark, what is up? Um, so it, I was, uh, I was a little, 
I was a little taken back by the whole, you know, bringing in of um, the butcher and the blade into this, but um, it, it could work. It could work. I, I don't think it comes off quite like uh, the pinnacle. If, if I didn't mention that, I apologize. Uh, MJF revealed the name of his group with Tully, FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow as uh, the pinnacle. Um, so, um, yeah, just, just a lot of miscommunication here. Cause otherwise I really feel like, uh, bear country and Jurassic express could have pulled this off. Um, you know, oh, the, the, the one spot I'll talk about here, bear country tried to do something creative and throw <laughs> poor Marco stunt. My God. How, how long is this poor kid's career going to last? You know, he just gets thrown around by big guys constantly. Jeez Louise. <laughs> oh, this poor kid. Um, they throw him and he lands on all the guys outside of the ring. And then, of course, Jurassic Express looks at Bear Country like, what the hell are you doing with our guy? And they're like, what? It seemed like a great thing to do. Isn't that something you do with him? At least I'm pretty sure Jurassic Express has done that uh, a few times with him, especially Luchasaurus. So, um, you know, they were just, uh, oh, maybe stealing the spot? Maybe stealing a spot. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. So, but yeah, Matt Hardy and his boys get the win here. Of course, Matt Hardy steals the win because uh, Private Party actually had this one in the bag. So, um, next we get, uh, quite the promo here from Mox and Eddie Kingston. And, and let me know what you think of Eddie, uh, Kingston and Mox together. This is, um, this is really a lot of fun. I mean, I loved these two battling against each other. Don't get me wrong. It was, it had a real old school, uh, feel to it, you know? But these two together, oh man, this this almost has a feeling like if you like could like take Terry Funk and then make another Terry Funk and then you put them together. Oh man, it's uh crazy. It's crazy, man. So <laughs> um but yeah, good promo here. They basically call the good brothers uh some cowards in this one. And then um, Eddie Kingston starts uh, spitting some some lyrics from uh, Tupac, among among others. I'm not going to try to remember that. I'm not quite that talented, but but yeah. So uh, good promo nonetheless, though. Short but sweet promo from Christian Cage here. Um, uh, he he doesn't want to be called a workhorse in this company. He says he wants to be called the workhorse in this company. So it's I, you know I'm I, I'm really dying to see what he can still do. I mean he looked good in the Royal Rumble, and I know fans wanted to see more of him, especially something with Edge. Uh, it's a shame they couldn't put that together. I don't know what they were thinking about creative, if anything, from him. Maybe they weren't thinking of anything at all. Um, I know he just came out with 
an interview with um, uh, Renee Mox's wife. She's got her own podcast thing. She does a lot of interviews with wrestlers and such. Um, so I'm going to check that out and see what he all says about joining AEW and whatever. Um, so uh, he says, um, he says, Kenny, I'll, uh, I'll see you down the road. He's like, because I, you know, he, he realizes he has to work his way up to that, that big title, that, that AEW championship. And that's good because I know, uh, some other companies have done that before where someone comes in and they just automatically get, uh, given a, a title shot. And it's, uh, Every company under the sun has done that. And I don't like that. You know, make them work for it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like this the said person might be a hot name. And uh, but, but they shouldn't just be just handed a title opportunity, no matter who they are. Make them work for it. You know, I mean, some rivalries are so big. They just they, they just don't need any storytelling at all. And that's understandable. But th those are few and far in between. So Christian Cage is being realistic here. He's like, I realize I got to work my way up to that. And that's good. That's good. He's 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 uh, some would call him a legend in the ring. I'm sure some would even call him an icon. But uh, he's staying humble here. And that's great to see. He's not just walking in and say, saying, hey, Kenny, I'll see you next week for that championship. I thought, what the hell? You know, he's not doing that. So that's good to see here. That's good to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach Bonifer says weekly title match in DNA. You're right, right? Yeah, never. Yeah, exactly. It's not good to just hand them the titles. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but he says he's here to outwork everyone, as his T-shirt says. So. Um, I don't know who he's going to face first because, I mean, he came out looking at Kenny first last week. So that, I mean, that really made me feel like that's where this was going. But he really, he shut that down this week. So that was actually nice to see. I mean, I, I do feel better about this now, him being there. He's just not getting shot to the top because then what else are you supposed to do, Christian? You come in, you go straight for the title, and then, well, what are you going to do the rest of your career? You're going to job to everyone else then? I mean, it, Christian is a great mind in the world of wrestling. Um, probably underappreciated, and, hey, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I know I certainly have underappreciated him before. I mean, like when he was world champ in the WWE, uh, that was a time when I wasn't really that interested. You know, and, and I don't think that was the only reason why there was other stuff going on. So maybe I turned the dial here and there, didn't watch as much. You know, I was a bigger fan of Randy Orton, but that was a great feud, you know. So, um, but I am absolutely going to be paying a lot of attention uh, to this. And um, I, I can't wait to see where this goes and who let me know in the chat who do you want to see whether it's a dream match or a lower car guy doesn't matter doesn't matter who do you want to see christian cage face in aew sound off in the chat because i'm really i'm really curious to see what pops up from you guys you guys always come up with some interesting stuff 
All right. So then we've got, all right, turning the page here. We got Mox and Eddie versus uh, uh, Good Brothers. Man, this was, this was ugly. This was really ugly for a while. I was, uh, I got to say, I was worried about uh, Mox and Eddie. They really took a beating here. They really took a beating. Um, I don't know exactly how they came off with a win. It was, uh, you know, the, maybe the ego of the Good Brothers getting ahead of themselves. And... Um, And, uh, you know, a, a slip up from the crazy, insane mind of uh, Mox that uh, got him in the end. Uh, great match, though. I mean, this this one started out uh, uh, crazy, brawling outside, finally made its way to the center of the ring. And, uh, all right, you guys are starting to come in with some ideas now. Let's see here. How about Christian versus Stinger? Off uh, classic, classic. You got two in-ring veterans there. Obviously, one more, a little more iconic than the other one. Obviously, um, sure, sure. They could work a slower pace together, and I'm sure put on a hell of a match. That would, uh, that'd be something. Yeah. Moxley, Christian versus Moxley. Uh, yeah. And honestly, uh. I, I'm I'm probably wrong here, but I've got a feeling that Mox was Christian's last opponent. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it was the Shield that sent Christ. The Shield took uh, took out Christian. They sent them packing, and he was never seen from again. Now, if he came back, and I don't remember this, please let me know in the chat. But I was pretty sure that Mox was one of his last opponents in WWE. And that was several years ago. We're talking, we're talking 2013 here, folks. It's been a while. And I don't, I don't think Christian did anything since I, at least I don't remember. Then again, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. So anyways, we continue. Christian versus Y2J. There you go. There you go. So far, all veterans. All right. How about some, uh, how about some younger talent? Certainly can work with some younger. Kingston. Oh, oh. All right. Um, but yeah, great, great tag team match. Uh, 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 I'd, I'd call it a slobber knocker. It, it was looking rough for Eddie and Mox, but they squeaked this one out barely. Um, and then, um, yeah, inside cradle roll up, I got written down here. Um, then the good bros, uh, they're starting to beat down, uh, Mox and Eddie, Eddie's beaten down outside of the ring. And here comes Kenny strutting his stuff with Don Callis and they join in in the beat down. And then they, of, of all the people, of all the people, the young bucks come in and save Mox and Eddie. I was a little shocked. And I, I didn't, like I said, folks, I say it a million times, you don't, you don't want to assume where things are going to go because the good brothers have reeled them in before with the whole, come on, too sweet me, brother. 
where are we going to see that again? You know, because they're trying to like, you know, get the young bucks in and help with the beatdown of Mox. You know, I mean, they want to cripple him. He's got a chair around his neck. They're ready to break his damn neck and end his career in, in AEW right here on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Um, and um, so while they're focused on the young bucks, Mox is in the corner slowly taking the chair off his neck and he's starting to recover a little and, you know, come to his senses about what's going on here. And, um, and the, the young bucks after, uh, you know, some hemming and hawing and they look at the good brothers and they're like, dog, you, you take your too sweet and shove it up your ass. You know, they, and they leave the ring and, uh, Kenny's pissed, man. He's like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Takes his shirt, throws it at Matt. And they're nose to nose, man. It's about to go down. And and Matt's like, whatever, we're out of here. And uh, by that time, then Mox comes to, grabs his chair, runs to the other side of the ring and starts swinging. And everybody clears out then by that point. And the Young Bucks are just kind of standing there on the stage looking at Mox like, um, you know, they got bigger things on their mind, but you could tell the looks on their faces, they're just upset, but it's kind of a, uh, a kind of a tempered, you know, you're welcome, you know? <laughs> so uh, very interesting, very interesting. We'll see. You know, do I think that the Mox and the Young Bucks have like a future? No, no. The story here is between Young Bucks and Good Brothers, you know, along with, uh, you know, Kenny's at the top of all this, obviously. But if you're going to talk about two tag teams having some uh, some problems here, it's Young Bucks and Good Brothers. So I can't wait to see where this goes. Yes, there's tension. Primetime, what's up, man? All right, we got a few more names here. Uh, for uh, Christian, Zach Bonifer says, Starks, Vlaces, uh Brian Cage in a cage, LOL. I love your sense of humor. That's good. That's <laughs> uh, uh, Paul Nelson says Christian versus uh, D. Allen Christian versus J. Boy Christian versus MJ. I don't know who half of those people are. What the? <laughs> How about how about Christian versus MJF and we just leave all those others I don't know out of there. <laughs> uh, uh, Swag fan is happy that the Young Bucks are not part of Kenny's crew anymore. All right, all right, all right. Jungle Boy. Oh, interesting. There now there's a younger younger one. Absolutely. Wow. All right. Jungle Boy versus Christian. Make it happen. Make it happen. Um, all right, so intense segment here, intense segment. No too sweet from the Young Bucks to the rest of the biz clis. Next, we got uh, Tony Schiavone with uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Man, Tony just has the worst luck interviewing Sting Lately, it's just just not going well for him. He, he he should just stop this, right? Just stop. It's 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 getting rough. It's <laughs> it's becoming a thing, right? 
Um, so Lance Archer comes out with um, Jake Roberts, and um, this this gets intense. This gets intense. Lance gets right in um, Darby Allen's face and pretty much challenges him for that TNT title. Man, um, Darby Allen's tough, but you know what happens with uh, Lance Archer. Everybody dies. Um, and Jake the Snake Roberts, man, he still got it. I mean, he sounds a little rough around the edges. Well, actually, very rough around the edges. <clears throat> then again, I'm I'm no I'm no I don't sound like a million bucks a lot of nights on here myself. But uh, <laughs> so I'm not one to preach. But damn, uh, J Jake has still got it. Jake Jake still has that promo ability where you got to lean in a little bit, and then you realize you got to get to the edge of your seat. You got to lean in a little more. You got to really listen to what he's spitting. And, um, man, it's always good. It's always good coming from Jake. Um, and that now, and then, and then as they depart, uh, poor Tony, God bless him. Poor Tony. He tries to get the interview segment going again, only to be interrupted by team Taz, specifically Taz, Taz. He comes out and, um, It's uh I'm thinking, okay, this is this is not this is not pretty. And then all of a sudden Brian Cage grabs the mic from Taz and uh, says, you know what, hold on a minute. I got something to say here. You know, don't give it to Ricky, give it to me this time. I'm taking the mic, I'm gonna say my piece. And he gets right up in Sting's face, and I'm like, Oh dear God, here we go. It's about to freaking go down. It's about to go down. And and he's like, you know what? Uh, he gave him his props. He's like, you know what? Uh, just to sum up what he said, this thing. He's like, you know what? You know, they, they call you an icon. And damn it, after that match that we had, you're still an icon. And, um, and Taz was pissed. Taz was so pissed. He's like, what, what are you doing? Give me the microphone. And um, so obviously the rest of team Taz did not appreciate Brian Cage showing Sting the respect that he's earned, that he's earned and that he deserves, especially after that match. Number one, I mean, that was one of the best things about that pay-per-view now and now everybody is allowed to their opinions and I, i've seen some really out there opinions like completely opposite of mine and that's fine whatever you can have your opinion i'm gonna tell you you're wrong but you're <laughs> you're certainly allowed your opinion no um no and, and that's and that's what's great about wrestling it's subjective you know we everybody has their likes and dislikes and whatever it's fine it's all good you know don't we we don't have to we don't have to fight. We don't have to fight on the internet, do we? No, we don't. We don't have to jump into, you know, 
other people's DMs if we disagree with an opinion. Do we, Sean Ross Sapp? No, we don't, you little bitch. Oh, you thought I forgot. See, that's why I podcast the way I do. I want people's opinions. They may differ from mine. That's fine. Let's talk about it. But if all you're going to do is jump down my throat and call me an asshole because of my opinion, well, my God, then maybe you're the asshole. You know? That's why I can't stand that little fucker. Everybody, oh, we got to listen to Sean Ross Sapp because he's got all these interviews. He's got to, he doesn't have shit. He doesn't have shit. Anyways, we already gave that piece of garbage too much time. So, next. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff with Brian Cage. Jesus, where did that come from? I don't know. I was having a really good day. Then all of a sudden he popped in my head. Anyways. Um, yeah, where does this go with Brian Cage and Team Taz? Because they seem to be like really gelling, you know, on the same page. So we'll have to see where this one goes. Because honestly, I thought all this stuff with Team Taz was done. I really did. <laughs> I love you guys, too. You guys are all great. I appreciate you. Um, next, we got Scorpio Sky cutting a, a short but sweet little little promo here. I'm really excited where this is going. You know, he's he's stepped out of the... I know this is going to sound negative, but I, for lack of better words, I'm going to say he's stepping out of the shadow of the other two guys of SCU. He certainly has a ton of charisma that he brought to that group, but I always felt like he was... And that, look, I love Chasm and CD. I love Kaz and Christopher Daniels. Okay. I've loved them for since back in early TNA days, 2005, when they weren't even together, they were, you know, X division, um, opponents way back then. And that's a long time ago. I'm not even going to try to count that high. Um, what, <laughs> what happened to the co-host? Uh, he had a bad connection. And uh, he he dropped out, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try it again soon. We'll try it again soon, and uh, uh, I like him. I like him. He seems like a a, a well mannered guy, and um, so yeah, we'll have him back. We'll have him back. We'll we'll try to make this work. I'm gonna try to help him with his. Kind of, I'm no tech guy, but I know a couple things, so we're gonna we're gonna try to get that going. Um. So, so yeah, so Scorpio Sky, it's great to see him, um, break out on his own. He deserves it. 
the guy's been around long enough. He deserves that shot. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm really curious to see, um, is he going to get another shot at Darby Allen? I mean, I, <laughs> I love Darby Allen, but damn, I would not want to be Darby Allen right now. You got people coming from every direction, but that's, see, that's what happens when you're champion. You got that target on your back. And no matter how big or how small or how talented you are, you got to shove that title right back in every single opponent's face and remind them why you're champion. And that's why we love Darby, because that's what he does. He shoves it up everyone's ass. Damn, I got to get that guy's action figure. He's just awesome, right? Um. Hey, when are we going to get the Sting-Darby-Allen combo, action figure combo, huh? When are we, we going to get that AEW? I guarantee you, you're going to see that by this fall. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So, um, we got next here. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what's next for Scorpio Sky. He's still coming for Darby. And, hey, and they showed, they replayed that little segment where he was making um, Darby Allen tap out. You know, it was after the match, but he was making him tap out pretty, pretty, uh, pretty significantly there. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, maybe a multi-man match. We'll see. Next, um, I don't know about you, but I had some serious lucha underground vibes from this one classic i almost saw the temple of believers around the ring as these two tore it up um i i wanted to see a little more from this match but i understand it's not one of the the bigger things on the card i mean i i miss lucha underground i miss what um there was just something about it there was a mystique about it uh, the blood, the sweat, the tears that came along with it. It was just so good. <clears throat> I'll say this now and I'll say this till the end of time. It was the best thing in professional wrestling to come out of the professional wrestling world in the last decade because it touched everything that's out there now. Every company has a piece of Lucha Underground in it, no matter how big or how small, you know? But at Helico, man, um, if you have not seen Lucha Underground, do yourself a favor. Go look up some Lucha Underground highlights on YouTube of Angelico, and it'll blow your damn mind. I, I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Namely, the jump from the, you know, side stage building rooftop to the ring was just, oh, you know what I'm talking about. It was insanity. It's still one of the highlights of that four season show. Just crazy. So, um, but yeah, this, this match, um, it, it didn't blow my mind really, but it was fun. It was fun. It was just, um, it was there, but I, I still enjoyed it. You know, I just, um, 
he kind of came out of nowhere. So I was like, oh, we got we got Phoenix versus Angelico. <clears throat> uh, Phoenix wins with his uh, his uh, I don't know it's like a it's like a version of uh, a, a driver and took him out and Angelico is not a small guy to drive. I mean, he's tall and he's a little lanky, but he's a big guy. So uh, compared to Phoenix. So, yeah, he takes him out here. But, um, man, I mean, how bad do you want to see Lucha Bros versus Jack Evans and Angelico? Just oh, give, give it to me. Give it to me. Got to see it. Next, we got uh, Marvez with uh, Miro and Kip talking about accepting this challenge. Coming down from Orange Cassidy and sexy Chucky e. T. Chuck Taylor. Um, it's, uh, I really want this to be over. I, I really want this to be over. I'm, I'm usually not too critical of things in this company. I, I, I like a majority of it. You know, I don't love everything, but this is one thing. It's like, I just want them to move on from this. We don't need this anymore. It's like, like, you know, Miro's ready to move on. Kip's not ready to move on. And Miro actually kind of put Kip in his place here. I was a little little shocked, a little shocked. Um, I want to see Miro just be just the, the badass monster that he is. You know, we need that. We need that, like, desperately. At least Miro's fans, like myself, we need that. Um, so... Yes, yeah, this needs to go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Let's get it out of here. So, but we'll see. Maybe one last hardcore get guts thrown all over the place match or something. I don't know. It's just one more and done. Okay. Just, you know, leave, leave the memories alone. Uh, <laughs> Next, we get a short but sweet promo. MJF with the pinnacle uh, at his side in the hallway in the back, taking Inner Circle's locker room. Man, what's what's next? What's next? Are they gonna are they gonna take the coffee maker out of out of catering too? You start stealing coffee pots? Maybe maybe that big ass tray of donuts that that you know Dustin Rhodes brought in for everyone because he's such a great guy. What 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 is next? When is this madness gonna end? <laughs> I'm a donuts guy. It's the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know. All right. Now, last but certainly not least, look at this. We're at the end of this notebook. My God. And it's holy March. It's crazy. I started this one and when did I start this? When did I start this? End of November. Wow. Four months. Time for another one. So we, <laughs> my God. Uh, <laughs> so we get a lights out match. It's unsanctioned. So nobody gets a win or loss here. It's not in the books of AEW. But the fans will certainly remember this one for quite a while. I think this is a, a turning of the page moment for the women's division in this company. Um, and if I'm wrong in the future, then I apologize for saying that, but I really feel like it is. Um, the women have been 
Now, this isn't poo-pooing on the women. Just, just don't. It's not meant to be that. The women have been struggling in this company. Um, I know there's a lot of different opinions out there about how the women have been booked. Um, look, the pandemic has been cruel to this division. Division. It, it, at the start of last year, was one of the strongest women's division. I'd say it rivaled. I would say it rivaled Impact Wrestling's women's division. The pandemic hit, and you saw over half of their division just fall by the wayside. They were stuck overseas in Japan, stuck overseas in Europe. There were other controversial things going on that I'm not privy to that I think affected it. Um, and um, they had to pull people locally to try to build it back up, you know, so when you're losing over half your women's roster, it's hurting. It's hurting. You know, it's you're struggling on trying to, um, you know, who do you feature? Who do you build up? It takes time. It takes time. And that's one thing I preached all last year. Just be patient. It's going to happen. Um, and, and it did test the patience of a lot of fans. I mean, there were moments over the course of the calendar last year where they had some some decent matches and some decent moments. But then you had like, you know, uh, you know, someone like Statlander, uh, you know, to getting injured. Oh, she, she was going to be an absolute star. And I mean, still can be, still can be, she's still coming back. I, I, you, I gotta believe she will someday, but, um, yeah, uh, Britt Baker was injured. And, um, so yeah, they were hurting bad. They were hurting bad. And, uh, you know, the, these women are fighting to come back. Britt Baker came back. And that's been a long road for her. I know some people like her and some people don't like her. I really feel like Britt Baker, over the course of the last year and a half inception of this company, she's greatly improved. I know at first she was supposed to be this sparkly baby face, like, you know, like the face of the division. Um and and then she started to turn heel and that was that was something that fans had to really be patient with that was a long road with <laughs> Tony Schiavone and um you know they did a little bit every week you know little promo here little promo there it started out organically they didn't shove stuff down your throat it was a very long slow road to get Britt Baker to where she is now i feel that um, whether you like her or not, you know, that's not the opinion here. I just feel like that's, you know, she, she is someone to watch. It's just taking her a while to get where she's at now. Cause I really feel like this match, I mean, they told, they told a story here, folks. I love this. Um, um, I saw a comment here. Hang on, let me find it. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for... Oh, here, here. Better than exploding barbed wire. Wow. I mean, that's... Hey. That's wild. Um, Brett, Brett got over-injured. Great stuff. <laughs> you're a cold man, Mark. You're cold. Um, 
she, I feel like she's really become a good heel. You know, it's a, she's not out there cutting 20 minute promos. That doesn't make you a good heel. Um, uh, short, but sweet and to the point like she does is, is working for her, you know, uh, and rebel is a great helper. You know, she's out there with her crutch. Uh, she, I, I'm, I'm going to make a comparison here. I'm going to make a comparison and you can agree to disagree with me. Okay. But I, this just popped in my head. So I'm going to throw it out there. All right. Rebel to Britt Baker kind of feels like Bob Orton to Piper. Now, I'm not saying, just hold on, hold on. I'm not saying, hold on. I'm not saying that Britt Baker is as good as Piper. I'm making the comparison in the characters to each other. Okay? Okay? Big, big difference there. I'm not saying Britt Baker is Piper. No, she's got a long way to go. I'm saying Rebel is the Baker as Bob Orton is the Piper. Okay. I think that's, I don't think that's too far fetched because I, I, I feel a lot of similarities there. Um, I, I feel it's working. I had no clue that Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker was going to get this bloody, this gory. Now I I was very happy. I was very happy. I was able to avoid spoilers. I did not look up nothing because I never look up spoilers unless I'm like really curious about a certain, uh, you know, the way something so, you know, goes down. Um, but I was, I was happy that I was able to avoid spoilers. The only thing that crossed my eyes is I read a, an article headline or part of an article somewhere saying that Britt Baker was unrecognizable by the end of this match. And I was like, oh, dear God, what is what is Thunder Rosa going to do to Britt Baker? That really, um, that really had me excited for this one. Not that I want to see Britt Baker so injured that, um, you know, she gets half her face ripped off or something. No, no, no. I was just like, oh my God, what are they, what's going to happen? This was brutal. I mean, the tax, how many times did they fall in the tax? How many times did they fall in the chairs? And uh, it rebel even took a table bump. Oh my God. That was great. Like I was writing stuff down and looked up and all of a sudden rebel went through a table and I was like, oh my God, how did this happen? Um, So yeah, um, this this was an amazing match, um, super violent, super bloody. Got a ton more bloody than I thought I was going to. I mean, my God, they were just like rolling around in the tax, like yay, more tax, and I'm like, <gasps> it was like, oh my God, um, so crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, so, um. That's the review. Really enjoyed St. Patty's Day Slam from AEW Dynamite. Now, before you go, I got some. I got a big announcement here. This, and if you saw my social media earlier today, 
you know what I'm about to talk about. So there's a, a brand new, brand new store for J Bones merchandise. We've got, the link is in the description of the video, okay? And if you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching on Twitch, I'm sorry, you're, you're going to have to go check out the YouTube description. Um, it's, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll quick read it off here. It's shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash uh, uh, smash this podcast, smash dash this dash podcast. So uh, shop.spreadshirt.com. And um, I've got some brand new merch, as you can see here. J-Bone's got hats now from Smash the Podcast. I got mugs with new logos. I got buttons, sweatshirts, tees. Um, now, there's fanny packs that I picked here to be part of the merchandise, but they're out of stock on the fanny packs. So I'm hoping to get the fanny packs back in stock. I'm very excited about Smash This Podcast fanny packs, but I'm more excited about the hats. So if you're digging the logos, I got the old, the old, let's see, where am I going here? Where's the logos right? The old school Smash This Podcast logo right here on a lot of merch. I got tie-dye tees, regular tees. I even got women's tees. Because I know there's a few women out there that watch the podcast. Um, so I made sure that there was a, a, some premium women tees with the with the logos out there. So uh, if you want to help support the brand, the store just opened 24 hours ago. Uh, so it's red hot. Go check it out. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to get some new logos in there very soon. So... Um, oh, there's also bandanas or bone danas. If you will, <laughs> we got smash this podcast bandana. So go check out the store, get some merch, help support this growing podcast. And uh, we had a, a, a nice weekend uh, over the weekend with um, with the pay-per-view did well with uh, the impact content and the simulcast with uh, TNI. So uh, thanks everyone. If there's anyone new here from that, welcome. Um, so yeah, very excited about that. So, and, and as always, on the way out of here, don't, uh, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. We're out of here, folks. We'll see you tomorrow over on that other little podcast called TNI for the throwback. Good night, folks. Mm -hmm.